This episode is brought to you by my signature program, Play Cafe Academy, and my group coaching program, Playmaker Society. If you want to learn more about how you can become a member in either program, head to the show notes or episode description wherever you are listening. Not only do my programs give you the complete blueprint to get from daydream to opening day in your play-based business, it will also teach you how to operate profitably and live the life that you truly dreamed of when you decided to launch this business. So head to the show notes and I look forward to welcoming you inside of my programs. If you own or manage an indoor play center or really any business that serves local kids and families, and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips every weekday that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play-based business. Happy Monday, Playmakers. This episode was actually another one that was inspired by my older son's recent birthday. So even though his birthday was early last week, his actual birthday party, which we had at an indoor play center, actually took place this weekend. So this topic was really relevant and top of mind for me. And this episode was also inspired by a recent guest expert that we had inside of my group coaching program, Playmaker Society. So if you've been following me for a while, either on YouTube or if you are a Playmaker Society or Play Cafe Academy member, you probably already know that anytime there's a topic that I think is really important for the indoor play industry, but I'm just not enough of an expert on to actually teach about it, I love reaching out to guest experts who are just that, experts in whatever topic I think is really important for my group coaching members to be exposed to. Um, And no pun intended, by the way, that was a really poor transition into the topic of today's episode, which is accommodating food allergies. Now, from a humanitarian or just a compassion standpoint, we know as business owners and as humans that it's important to be as accommodating as possible to children and families with all different types of needs, all different types of abilities, and that includes accommodating food allergies. But when it comes to actually putting food safety and things like that into practice, it can be a little bit tricky. So what I love about this clip of my interview that I did with guest expert Corinna Meckelborg is that she talks about not only why you should accommodate food allergies, because we already kind of get the reasoning behind it from, like I said, a humanitarian perspective, but she actually breaks down why you should care about it as a business owner because of your bottom line and because it could really impact your profitability. So like I said, I'm just going to share a teeny tiny clip of the interview that I recently did in Playmaker Society with Corinna. And I think it will really help open your eyes, not just to, again, how much accommodating food allergies in both your facility and really talking about it throughout your marketing can really impact your bottom line, but also how easy it actually can be to accommodate these food allergies. So without further ado, here is a tiny clip of my guest expert interview with Corinna. And if you want to learn more about Corinna or how she's helping the indoor play industry be more accommodating and inclusive, head to the show notes for all of that information. And if you want this full guest expert interview or any of the guest expert interviews inside of Playmaker Society, 
All of that information to sign up and join us is also in the episode description or the show notes. All right, here's Corinna. Where should we get started? What are some things that we should be thinking about as we're planning our business, as we're thinking about what to offer and things like that? Where should we get started? So basically, really, you have to understand how important these customers are to your business, because I think a lot of businesses kind of see them as a friction point. They think it's something that's stressful. They don't really understand how to work with it. And so they kind of just want to make them go away. Um, when really in reality, if they realize that one in 13 kids in the U.S. have severe food allergies, which is roughly about one in five families, um, not only does it affect those families, but it affects those friends of those families. So if they're having um, somebody say, hey, I want to go to this new play place, and that food allergy family says, oh, look, takes a look at it. Uh, they see that they don't really accommodate them. They might just say, you know what, it doesn't work for me. Do you want to come over to my place instead? Or do you want to go to the park instead? They're going to opt out and they're going to pull those people with them as much as possible. So you want to really realize how important they are because the other thing is, is your marketing, you're already reaching those customers. So you're not paying extra to get food allergy customers. They are going to see your current marketing that you're already doing and they're going to want to come but they don't know if it's going to be safe to come. So they, as we already mentioned, they are super loyal. They are going, I did a, um, a poll in one of my Facebook groups of all my, all the food allergy parents. And they told me that they would rather pay more and be inconvenienced to use a business that manages food allergies well than, um, than anything else. So if you can see that they would actually pay more for that service, they would be inconvenienced to use it. Um, so let's say it's across town, it's not convenient for them. They are going to say, you know what, that place manages food allergies well. I'm going to go there and I'm going to invite my friends to come with us. So these are the things that they're going to do and that are going to really create value for your business if you are managing it right. So knowing that and knowing how much they talk with their friends and family and talk with their, um, you know, people who are going to be coming with them and other food allergy families. So these families, they share these things in their Facebook groups, in their um, wherever they can. When they find a company that is managing food allergies well, they tell the world because they want their kids to be included. They want to be included and they really appreciate that when companies are doing that for them. So the first thing is to realize how important it is and to not kind of shove it under under the uh, the radar. And then there's definitely um, things that you can do. So um, there's, I'm, I kind of broke it down. I have like three steps that kind of help you understand kind of starting points as to how you can really help these people well. And the number one, thing is to keep food localized and so for severe food allergy families traces of food matters so if there if there are kids that are eating and then they're going off to the play place or uh, it, you know in the camp they're getting it all over the play equipment so you don't want that to be happening you want parents to kind of see that you're cleaning that so the number one thing that i always recommend is to have a wash station and make 
make it required that they use the wash station or a wipe hand wipe station, either one. Um, and this is not only going to help for food allergies, but it's going to help keep your facility clean. It's going to look sparkling. Your staff is not going to have to clean up that smush of whatever it was, <laughs> banana, whatever they find in the play area. Um, it's just going to really help you in general. Um, then also to, um, it's not, you know, you don't want to have to worry about always cleaning as much. And I mean, I know you always clean anyway, but it's just something that's going to help your whole area to look better and, and be better. So that's number one. Um, number two is to design your menu with food allergies in mind. And I know you mentioned that a lot of people allow outside, outside food. I know some that don't, they prefer not to. But allowing outside food is actually very helpful for food allergy families if you don't have any options for them because they need a lot of times to give their kids a snack. And if you're allowing outside food um, from everyone, well, if they bring that peanut butter sandwich or that cheese bun or whatever it is they're having, you really need to just make sure you're cleaning well in between each, each seat or each time people use um, uh, an area. And of course, with the world we live in now, that cleaning is so important anyways. And people seeing you cleaning, it's gonna benefit all of your customers. So um, they're gonna want to see that, they wanna feel safe, and food allergy customers especially will want to see that. So what you can do when you're creating your menu is you don't have to make everything allergy friendly. And it doesn't have to be like, on you're doing this forever like for everything you can find two to five items that are going to be allergy friendly and I would focus on the top allergens and those are going to be top eight right now that's going to be including top nine I think beginning of next year 2023 I think it is um, so keep on top of that but um, there are brands that you can go to let's say your Costco or your Sam's Club and buy like a made good brand item that um, manages the top allergens. And you can sell, resell those in your, um, as your menu, in your menu, so that you've got something for them. Um, or there's other options too. You can partner with a local bakery that manages food allergies well. Um, just make sure you do your due diligence on them and check on them and make sure that you're keeping that food in their prepackaged state you're not taking them out mixing it with all of the other food because that's going to make it immediately unsafe so you want to keep it in its packaging and you want to keep all of your ingredients labels available and easy to read and easy to find because food allergy parents want to read labels and they're going to come and they're going to ask you and they're going to say what's in this even if it says that it's allergy friendly um, they're probably going to say, what is in, in this? If you have the labels easy to find all the ingredients and you have it right there, you can just show it to them. That's what they do at Disney. They have it all in a, on a, like kind of a, a page, all the ingredient labels of every single ingredient. So people can just read it and see if it's safe for their family really quickly. All right. So that was a little clip of my guest expert training that I did with Corinna Meckleborg. And again, if you want to learn more about how Corinna is helping the indoor play industry become more inclusive and more accommodating of food allergies, head to the show notes. But 
exactly what Corinna talked about was our recent experience with food allergies. So one of my son's very best friends has severe food allergies and multiple food allergies. So eggs, milk, nuts, all sorts of things. And I just knew going into planning his birthday party that I knew that Ben would really want him there. So it was an absolute top priority for me when I was looking at different places to make sure that they were accommodating an understanding of food allergies, because you would be really surprised. Most places just kind of say, well, we can't really control any what's in our facility or, you know, people bring in outside food. So we just say, you know, we're not making any promises or we can't say for sure if there's going to be cross-contamination or exposure or anything like that. But I was so pleasantly surprised that the facility that we ended up booking was so understanding. They walked me through all of their processes that made them food allergy safe. They gave me all sorts of tips when it came to bringing in dessert and how to make sure this little boy's experience was as positive as possible. And really making sure that he didn't stick out like a sore thumb because kids can be mean and kids can be bullies. It's just a fact of the matter. Obviously, I would never let my son do that, but you know, you can't really control once you get a big group of seven-year-old boys together. I really just didn't want this little boy to feel like he was any different from anyone else. So they gave me a lot of tips when it came to ordering pizza, when it came to, like I said, bringing in dessert. So I'm telling you right now that I am now a firm believer that your profitability can be deeply impacted by being not just accommodating of food allergies, but being proactive, talking about it and weaving it throughout your marketing so that people think of you when they go to plan a birthday party. Because like I said, I already knew going into this that one of my son's best friends was dealing with food allergies. So that was one of the first things that I look at. Anytime my son said, oh, I want to think about having a party here, or I want to think about having a party there the first thing that I asked them was what their food allergy policy was and if it was safe for a child with severe food allergies to attend a birthday party. So I hope you take Corinna's words to heart and your play of the day today is to audit your current policy. Not only how accommodating you are to food allergies and not only how much you're putting Corinna's words into practice, but how you're talking about it and how you're training your staff to talk to people about it. And if it's listed very prominently on your birthday party booking page or your event booking page or your membership page. So do a quick little audit, not just of your policies, like I said, but also your marketing materials and make sure that you're being as inclusive as possible. And also make sure that you're not leaving any of this money on the table, right? Because this podcast is all about boosting your profitability as a play-based business owner. All right. I can't wait to see what you guys do in terms of implementing Corinna's words. And like I said, if you would like to join Playmaker Society and get access to this fall interview and all of the three years of guest expert interviews that we have waiting for you, head to the show notes. We would absolutely love to have you. Have a great day, Playmakers. Playmakers.